Hello, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. Today's episode, I think, is the one that people seem to be most excited about. We are going to get the big man on the phone, but I guess a little backstory, I guess, in regards to the two of us. I don't know about you, but my parents growing up always used to tell me that I should you know, when I meet someone that I should try and go for somebody who is opposite to me. So, you know, the whole saying opposites attract. Well, I feel like in my case, it absolutely has not worked. I actually dated a lot of guys, oh, well, n- without getting to like husbag status, but like I dated my fair share of dudes that were very different to me. So I would say that I'm rather loud. I don't want to say I'm dominant, but I'm not shy. I'm actually like quite introverted, but I'm an extroverted introvert, if that makes any sense at all. Maybe not. But in relationships, I do like I'm the least submissive person. I love to have a dance. I love to have a drink. I love to socialize. All of those things, they're just they're just my jam. And, you know, I'll be the first person to pop around to a girlfriend's house to comfort her through a breakup or anything like that. And so I always thought that I had to date guys that were quite opposite to me, you know, the shyer ones, the more reserved ones, the more introverted ones. Um, and in, in some cases it kind of made for an easy relationship, but more often than not I would find that a lot of the guys I would end up dating, they would take on, I don't want to say a submissive role because I'm not like Hitler or anything. I'm not like this dominant beast. But because they were so, you know, a little bit more reserved and shy and stuff, I would come across as this big silverback gorilla in the relationship. And a lot of the times I would feel like I was almost babysitting them in social situations and stuff like that. So when I met Ryan, he was probably the first guy who he was basically me in a man's body. So he, we shared a lot of common interests. He used to work in the alcohol industry when I first met him. And I guess our love blossomed over many, many cocktails and our love for food. And we just really enjoyed the same things. Like we would catch up after work and we'd go to a few different cocktail bars and we'd grab some food to eat or we'd walk down to Redleaf Beach and we'd grab a bottle of wine and, you know, a pizza and we'd sit on the beach. He was equally as loud as me. He is equally as rogue as me. Um, he's he's definitely not more dominant than me and I'm not more dominant than him. It's more It's the most equal level playing field in terms of a relationship that I've been in. Like there's just a level of equality across everything, across household duties, across, I guess, monetary things. Like obviously I was a stay-at-home mum for five years. I took on that role because that's the role I wanted to take on and he earned the living for five years. Basically, he was the opposite of what my parents always told me to date. Like he was not my opposite at all. He was exactly like me. And for us, it has, I guess ended up in a really harmonious marriage. I mean, we bicker like cats and dogs and he's so fucking annoying and he would find me annoying as well. But we also love to go out together and I actually have just as much fun with him there than I do without him. Like a lot of my exes, I would, they were the the boyfriends that I would always come home to or, you know, we'd have the romantic date nights and stuff, but my girlfriends were where I went out 
and had fun. So it was nice to finally meet a guy who I could take out with me or vice I could go out with him and we could have a fucking rip-roaring time together because in the past that hadn't really happened for me. So it's been a really good relationship. It's I feel like marriage has been easier because we both understand that we both also need some time off. We both need, you know, breathing space. And we are both willing to give each other that. So I think also that is very important in a relationship. Whereas I feel like if you were with, if I was with a guy that was not social and didn't really like socializing and was quite introverted, I don't know if we would still be married because for me to fill my cup up, like I need to be able to go off and blow some steam. I need, and in whatever shape that looks, like if I need to slow grind to pony on a dance floor after 14 rosés, then, you know, so be it. And Ryan has never tried to kind of dim my flame. You can't control the beast. I'm the beast and you can't control me. But I've had a few boyfriends that have tried and it's never ended well. Like I'm, I'm uncontrollable and not in, a, not in a reckless way, but just I'm such a big advocate for giving people space and letting them, you know, do what they need to do to fill up their cup and socialize with their friends. So I needed a guy who was going to give that same respect to me. And I've got it. Like Ryan and I are two peas in a pod and I think we work really well together. We have this running joke in my family where whenever we have a wedding to go to, there's all these bets on who's going to get the loosest because I I tend to give a a real good nudge at weddings. Like they're my favourite thing. It's, you know, it's all about love and good food and dancing and good drinks and they're basically my four favourite things. But they also are Ryan's four favourite things. So... We both tend to give it a good nudge, but what happens is there's always someone that has to take a back seat because you can't just have two parents recklessly, you know, sloshy as on a dance floor, removing clothes. That's always Ryan. His shirt is always off. So one of us always takes a back seat and my family have this ongoing thing where they always take bets on who's going to get the loosest. I think Ryan's tally's higher than mine. So just for all the people that think that I'm a loose unit, Ryan is actually probably looser. You just don't see it because he doesn't gram his whole life. But listen, I'm just going to stop dribbling and I'm going to get the big guy on the phone because I asked you to send some questions in and you've sent in so many wonderful questions and I want this podcast to be less about me dribbling and more about Ryan. So I've given him a heads up to answer the phone, but there's a very high chance that he won't. Um, But let's try and dial him in now. Hello, darling. Oh, you've never answered the phone like that before, ever. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going? I'm a showman. You are I'm a showman. Just, I'm just trying to find a room, to be fair. I'm in the office today. Are you, as you um, know. Are you nervous? Um, a little bit, but not overly. <laughs> it's like uh, an... Although it depends. What, what kind of questions are you going to throw at me? Are they going to be curly or are they going to be friendly? No, I feel like some... I mean, no, none of them are really that curly. I do want to let you know that there are... There, you didn't say that with confidence. I can't explain how many messages I got from women basically just asking why you consistently leave your towel on my side of the bed. Like, people are outraged. 
Mate, I've got a video and I've saved you from the embarrassment. What one? The day after you posted the second or third rant about me leaving the towel and there is two of your towels either on the bed or one on the floor. No, so no, you don't. I'll, sp- I'll share it. Post the video then. You're all talk. Done. But, I'm, but I'm not a tit for tat type of guy. <laughs> but I, I As will, if you I are. This, I will end this debate this afternoon. Someone wrote, does he leave his towel on the bed just to play with your mind or is he just a filthy animal? <laughs> He's a filthy animal. But put it into context, I get out of the shower and I have a towel wrapped around me and I walk to To the my wardrobe, side of yeah. The but put it on your own side of the bed. But my wardrobe's not on my side of the bed, is it? But that doesn't mean you can leave it on my side. That's right, I'll just walk around nude. I mean, you do that anyway. This is true. You were in the kitchen cutting up steak butt naked the other day. I'm doing you a favour. I'm saving you from being aroused first thing in the morning. Sure, sure. (laughs) Okay. All right, I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm trying to think. Straight into it. You didn't even like. No, there's no fucking around. There's quite. There's so many. warm up. No foreplay. There's so. When do we ever do foreplay? That's true. Mark Mark McLennan, your um, good mates, wanted to know, is it true that his bedroom nickname is gone in 60 seconds? <laughs> as much as I want to beat my chest and say, no, that is not my nickname, but is that <laughs> far from the truth? Probably not. Probably but that's not. a compliment to you. It means you're such a sex demon. Yes. That I, I struggle to, to hold your load my back. excitement. Yes. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Let's be honest. I'm absolutely. You're most of the time you're like, hurry up. (laughs) I want to go to bed. I'm like, fine. Mm, mm. I'll take the first compliment. You'll get both. Okay. So I'm trying to think if there's an order, so how I should answer this. Okay, here we go. Question one How did you feel, Ryan, when you found out that (laughs) I fell pregnant so quickly into the relationship, like six months into us dating. How did you feel when I called you? Or didn't I send you a text message with the pregnancy stick? I believe so. How did you feel? Two initial, obviously, uh, probably initial shock Yep. that it happened so quickly. And I think being a first-time dad and probably not being planned, that was an initial shock, but... I think that subsided pretty quickly and turned into excitement yep. of what that meant for our future together. So, so I was a bit shocked that you trapped me so I was going to say, all I, I heard I then it. was I fertilised her eggs on purpose so that she could never leave me. Well, I look at it the other way Yeah. and go, she intentionally fell pregnant to trap the big guy. I so I prefer to myself as the big guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no. Let's be honest. You were shooting loads up there in the hope that a little swimmer would, you know, dive headfirst into one of my eggs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you run with that narrative, babe. All right, thanks. Um, next question: Did you find me attractive when pregnant? Oh, answer carefully here, buddy. <laughs> As a disclaimer, I did put on thirty kilos with Charlie which was fluid, but, like, I mean, some guys are into pregnant chicks. Were you walking around with a, f- like, full mask boner? No, I don't think you were. Do you remember when I tried to sit on you when I was, like, six months pregnant with Charlie <laughs> and you and I had these ginormous titties and you were like, oh, I, I, like, I don't know where to hold you and touch you and you were so weirded out by it? Oh, a couple of, I get, yeah, there's probably a couple of stages for me, right? So I think, yes, the whole initial 
the you know the love of my life is pregnant was uh, like was attractive and was a turn on at the latter stages when you were full blown pregnant. <laughs> I don't think it was that you weren't attractive to me, but it was just like the you didn't want to poke the baby's head the, with your knob. The moaning and the groaning and the like I could tell that you were uncomfortable, which yeah. then didn't didn't like turn me on. No, you didn't like me as a big gorilla. On I'm all leaving fours. that one alone. <laughs> on all I provided my answer and I'm <laughs> You're moving not, on? Yes, before I yep. get myself in trouble. All right. So what emotions did you run through watching me birth our three kids? <sighs> like when you were when you were in you were quite distressed, I remember. Like <laughs> I've got the funny thing was the 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 one that comes to my mind is the Kobe one because it was quite distressed. But yeah, there's there's probably two. Although I remember them all quite distinctly, there's there's three very different birth stories. And is this like, do you want me to go into each of them or, or just pick give me up the, give me top line, top like top line feelings? I think with each. Charlie, I yep. think with Charlie, it was a 24 old deal. So as – and again, I don't want to make it out as if like I went through the ordeal, but it was very emotionally and physically tiring after 24 hours. So I think as you were birthing, I was just happy that – We sort got of, through it. It was – or you, yeah, like it, it was – the pain and the torture was sort of coming to an end. Um, <laughs> torture. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah. in a good space. Yeah, I was not in a good space. Yep. But do you remember, I've said this to you a couple of times though. I had an, I, I envisioned the first birth of that first child of like the baby would come out and it'd be like a kind of like a, a Mufasa Simba pride rock moment where he gets out and he like, I uh, like held the baby and I was like, oh my God, it's a boy, it's a girl. I don't know why I envisioned that. Well, like, I remember the- it came out and I was so dumbfounded. Like, I was just like, fuck, that was an ordeal. Like, I've just had a baby and like, you where must have is been my exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> you must have been exhausted, you poor thing. <laughs> that I, I didn't do any of that. And then it was only when, like, I cut the cord and the doctor took it. It was only then when they go, it's a girl. And I was like, fuck. Wait, 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 wait. So you, in your head, you wanted to pull the baby from in between my legs and raise it above your head <laughs> like you're in The Lion King and then announce the, the gender. I, I, I envisioned the baby would come out and I would be like, it's a girl. Oh, it's okay. a boy. Sorry, and to I was just down. like, "Fuck!" That whole ordeal was just like overwhelming for me. Let alone an understanding for you. Like, oh, don't yeah. put me in there. You're a very insensitive, insensitive to me. But I was just like, "Wow!" That was just that was a fucking like roller coaster. An experience that I had never gone like, through before. Envisioned that it was probably as intense as it was, mm-hmm. even as a passenger. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I missed that moment. Okay. Yeah. And then Bobby's was over in like a hot minute. Correct. So, I was like, oh, that was easy. Boom. You bought, I remember you brought in like your fully charged laptop. You thought you were going to get through like six movies. You brought in <laughs> snacks. And then they burst my waters, put the drip on. And you bossed that birth. Like that was just uh, just slid out, which is slightly concerning. Uh, but I beg anyway, your pardon. Slid what? out. Slid out. Sneezed and out he came. Yeah. And then what happened with Kobe then? Old mate was bungee jumping with the cord around his neck. Yeah, this was this was a, a, a this one for me was probably although the first was like very emotional. This one was for me was probably emotional from but from a frightening perspective. Yeah. So I don't know. Have you done your birth story right? But for those that don't know, Kobe came out after two hours of quite an intense period oh, of God. not coming out and concern. 
I don't know if I, I might not be telling it completely accurately, but when Kobe came out, I re- there's a couple of things I remember distinctly, and it like set me into like panic shock. And I don't, I don't usually get panicked and shocked and go quiet, but it came out and they put it. I cut the, they go cut the cord, cut the cord really quickly, and probably the ten minutes prior, you could see things weren't going well. But I remember you said something to me, which is like why is he not moving why is he not crying and you said this in like significant distress and i went like i kind of knew something wasn't right but then the moment of hey why is he not crying why is it not moving i was like fuck he's not breathing mm. like shit and wow. i just kind of went what the fuck and then they all got into they all got into this panic mode and 10 people ran in and they put him on the table and and then you kept, I think it was, they were on the table for two or three seconds, but it felt like 10 minutes and you were like, why can't I hear him crying? Why can't I? And I just remember I, I while it was over there, I wasn't even looking. I literally grabbed your hand mm. and we were head to head. And I was so like, I'm even getting emotional about it right now. I was so sad and like so emotional. And I was like, fuck, what's going on here? This mm. is overwhelming. But you and I stayed connected and which was a special moment and then a couple of seconds later we heard him cry and all that re- like relief or stress just went out and it was i think i'm pretty sure we were both crying around mm. yeah, oh so. i yeah i i feel like i was somewhat in shock trying to because i like his ginormous head had just been bobbing at like the burning ring of fire for like an hour and oh but yeah I was very uh, acutely aware of the silence I feel like I held my breath the entire time until I heard him cry I've never I've done lots of cool things and experienced lots of things I've never felt each one of those I've felt differently but the the joy and excitement of a firstborn and then the sheer panic of of Kobe probably experiences that I've never experienced that high and low level of emotions as, as of those two moments. So, yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. What if – oh, hang on. There's really nice messages in here about me. I won't read them out because I sound like, like – <laughs> Is this podcast about you or about me? How amazing is your wife? Is she as much of a dead set legend as she is on the gram? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to give it to me. You don't want to give it to me. I want to answer that, and I think most people would know my answer, but I can't give it to you. So <laughs> I'll leave that up to your audience's imagination. Oh, I mean, there was your but chance. You, you, there, there was your chance to come across as a real great guy, but you. But you, I like you flopped yes, it off. You are fun loving and stuff, but you're also a pain in my ass. Yeah. Well, that was there was quite a few questions like, what is an Amy's most annoying habit? Oh, the one that really irks me um, is we're very, very different in terms of planning and organisation. You are the most Don't, annoying ugh. guy. Mate, I'm planned and organised. Yeah, and I'm I free mean, spirit. I go with the flow. I go with the flow. Yeah, but that's why shit always falls over. No, no, it doesn't. Because if you try and be organised and structured with three children, you are going to be constantly annoyed and disappointed. But it doesn't mean you don't try. You just don't try. Yes, it does. No, you got to go with the flow. You're such a – it'll happen. And It does. And it does. 50% of the time – no, disagree. Okay. Well, but we're moving we, on. We can agree to disagree. Let's not have an argument on – That's um, fine. You're on unorganised. Podcast. Okay. Well, you're, organized. A, you're a prick. If you had – You're a fine <laughs> If you had to tell a stranger about me – Describe her through your eyes. 
sexy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't lead with sexy. It's definitely a positive attribute, but I would very much say people that don't know you. Yeah. Well, let's be honest here. I reckon you rate yourself fairly decent on the on the looks scale, which is fair. I definitely don't rate myself on the looks scale. I can make myself look really good, but I don't think that I'm a mega babe. No. I like potato. So. <laughs> Uh, yep, keep going. Are you calling me a potato? <laughs> you refer to yourself as a potato. I would probably the thing I would lead with is your best attribute is you're absolutely fun loving, outgoing. Yep. And you've got a really, really like kind heart and a good spirit. Mm-hmm. So um, if that doesn't shine through on your Instagram, I think that's if for people that meet you, that would probably be the one thing that I would say is a really good trait of yours. Okay. Did that answer the question? Yep. Um, So this question came through most repetitively. How does Ryan feel about sharing your life online, particularly when you are such an open book? Yeah, it was actually interesting. I remember you did a podcast with someone a while ago and this question came up. Mm. I don't – let's be clear. I don't really love that every moment of our life and every detail gets shared. Yep. But on the flip side, I see how much enjoyment the platform has given to you mm-hmm. and the fact that you are now, you know, turning it into you know, things like small business mm-hmm. and, and a podcast that mm-hmm. it's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make <laughs> for oh, no. your happiness. But also, let's be clear, like – you're an oversharer and you're going to do it anyway, even if I told you I didn't like it. So I've just kind of like, I've got to a stage like, well, I'm like, oh, she's going to do it anyway. So <laughs> I might as well get on board. So basically I've given you no choice. So you've given me no choice, but it's kind of like. I feel like I, even before the followers and all the whole community started growing, like I feel like I was always just a, person who shared stuff on the gram. I actually feel like I've toned, I actually feel like I've calmed down a lot. Like I feel like before when I had, you know, a couple of thousand followers, I used to fucking gram a lot. I used to be like my whole day. I feel like when you're a mum and you're at home all day every day with children that don't really speak English, I just I used it as a way of not feeling so alone and, like, connecting with other mums and sharing my days, you know, and then watching theirs in return. And I, I, and think- I see that, right? And I see the enjoyment you get out of posting content that people appreciate and having people send you a message and say, oh, you know, that's really helped me through this period yeah. or on the vice versa, right? On the flip side of that, though, like me eating a cyclone was kind of funny when it was 200 people. It's fucking hilarious. Now that it's going out to 100,000 people, I'm like. It's even more hilarious. <laughs> yeah, for you maybe. Well, um, don't eat a cyclone like that. Mate, uh, that's how I like to eat it. So you like Have to the respect suck off of your, your husband phallic not to- ice blocks. The thing yeah, is, if to, you, to be honest with, you, I go to work on the, I go to work on the cyclone. I'm not going to deny you it. You do. The Actually, thought of a thousand people. <laughs> Seeing it, 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 it feels. Does it not feel weird for you? No, I don't. I don't think about it. If I thought about it, absolutely, it's weird. But like, I don't think about it. I just think that. No, I don't think about it. I do feel weird as well now. I know that there's like people at my work that follow you, and you're just like talking about our sex life, and I'm walking past them, and we're like, I oh, know that lady follows, and Amy just put up the fact that we like we just boned in the shower, and I'm like, well, <laughs> awkward. 
But it's everyday life. Like everyone's just doing that. So I talk about how we went on like basically a sex hiatus and then like didn't bang for ages and then like I just it's it's not like I'm being like, oh, yeah, Ryan put his fist up me and like I'm not getting into like in- intense details or anything. It's just, yeah. I Most mean, people wouldn't share that they that they banged like you were, we banged in the morning in the shower and you were mooing like a cow. Like it's not a normal <laughs> thing to share. Like let's, let's be honest. Like, I know. Like, there could be, a, oh, yeah, we had a special moment this morning. Like <laughs> we banged in the shower and I was mooing and Bobby was like, what's that sound? Like. I don't think I said we banged in the shower. I said I think we said that I was doing some adult cuddling in the shower. I, I, we didn't say anything. You said it. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that you do have a problem. No, like I, you I don't. Like- you kind of like you. You the thing that the only time that you've ever got pissed off with me for uploading something was when I videoed you. You didn't know that I was videoing you and I was videoing you with your headset on at home and you started picking your nose and you went from like a subtle pick to like you were picking, like scratching your brain. And then you were like, oh, it's fucking immature. And that's literally the only time you've ever gotten the shits. I think I've become numb to that. So no, no, I don't have a problem with you sharing your li- our lives because I, I kind of think it's funny. But I've also- Okay, heard it here first, everyone. Yep, live stream our next bang. I've, I've become numb to your... <laughs> Freaking level of oversharing. <laughs> what Move about on. next question? What about the when you do you care about me sharing um, when I just go, Ryan, and you wake up startled like a frightened deer? That shit's funny. Okay. Like, why am I such a pussy, <laughs> a pussy. when it comes to. But you're not even yelling at me, you're just no. like, Ryan. I'm like, oh! <laughs> Uh, as as long fair? as we can agree that that is that shit is hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. Okay, more of that content. Okay. Someone wrote, how do you tame the wild animal? I'm assuming I'm the wild animal. You fucking don't. Yeah. Let's be honest. There is no taming you. Correct and answer. And you know what? The more, you, the more you try to put shackles on Amy, the wild beast, the more <laughs> the wild beast rebels. This is so true. You just kinda, this kinda, is you true. Ca- you cannot approach Amy in terms of, you shouldn't do that. It won't work. It'll mm-hmm. go, I'm going to do it more. Mm-hmm. You have to... I have to find other angles to help you understand my perspective of why uh, you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. That's the better approach with you. But realistically, the only thing that I've ever had an issue with past boyfriends is they don't like that I will occasionally be the only person on the dance floor, whereas that doesn't bother you. No, I'm like if that's what brings you enjoyment, then go loud. What I have a problem with, it's – Driving past Northies <laughs> with our three children in the back, and you're out the front of Northies with no shoes on, whipping your hair around, <laughs> slut dropping, and you're not even like you're not even on the dance floor. You're out the front of the joint because I got kicked out. Correct. Yeah, but I'm what? A- like, and that doesn't even that's not that doesn't give me a problem. I'm just like that's just you being silly. Yeah, I mean no, that was after a mum's group no, lunch. Silly. Yeah, but that doesn't make it okay. I mean, but like, who am I harming? Your children that watched you. No. They're tiny. They were tiny fetuses at the time. To be no, honest. they were like, oh, is that mum? No, quite embarrassing for her. And no, I'm they, like, I agree. <laughs> no, they weren't. And you know what? The more children you have, the worse it gets. So, like, any mum will agree with me that the the further along in children numbers, the looser you get on your nights out because they don't happen that often. So. I always have encouraged you to go and let your hair down, and as you like to call it, blow off some steam. Yeah. 
So I know, and um, I love. I think you we're for pretty that. good like that, though. Like yep. we quite encourage each other to go out, and have a good time, and either have fun together or do it individually because that's important, right? Yep. Okay, what is your favourite thing that I wear? Pardon? What is your favourite thing that I wear? Like, what do you like to see me dressed as in? I'm, I, okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think I'm that guy that really, like, cares about what you wear? Okay, I mean, you could have just gone with, like, I love when she wears a hot and beautiful dress or or jeans and a singlet. But, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not about that. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I love you for who you are, and I don't care whether you whether you're in it. I you find love you me even when I look like Hagrid. Correct. You could be in. I know this is going to sound like silly, but like you look sexy in a super good dress. But then when you're trotting around the house in your pajamas, then that also like that's our home and you're comfortable and whatever. So it's all the same to me. Okay. If you could give some advice for new dads, what would it be? <laughs> I don't know that I'm probably like equipped to be handing out advice for new dads, right? Yes, you are. I've got three of them, but I don't see myself as like the amazing dad. I mean, the, the, the piece of advice I would give is new dads is support your wife through the first couple of months. Yep. Because first time parents, it is a very steep learning curve and a difficult journey, whether it be feeding, whether it be sleeping routines, whether it be what's the thing after your pregnancy where you get really sad and all that stuff. Yeah, like baby blues. But also what's the whole like support your partner for three months? How about just forever? Well, yeah, but you're saying for new dads, I'm saying be prepared that the first couple of months is a big adjustment period for everyone. Yeah, but more so for the mum. More so for the mum. So... Yeah. And let's be honest, in my experience, I'm fucking useless with babies. Agreed. So I'm like, I'm good with toddlers. You're great with babies, toddlers. I'm just, like, I'm just like, what? So support. Well, yes. That's a good idea. Yeah, exactly right. If you, Especially if you are breastfeeding. I, I, uh, even regardless, breastfeeding or bottle feeding, I feel like the best. Oh, sorry. I'm about to answer this on your behalf. Okay, I'm sorry. I need to stop doing that. Okay. How do you two solve conflicts and arguments? We fight, we yell, yep, and then I come back and apologise because otherwise you'll never get over it. Yes, because I'm quite stubborn, but I'm. But I also apologise even though I know when I'm not wrong. Just when to, are like, you ever not wrong? Build the bridge. Let's be honest. But I don't though. care who's right or wrong. Like, wow, we 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 get we actually bicker quite. People don't realise we bicker quite a bit because we challenge each other a lot. Yeah, because you're but, annoying. I'll leave that one alone. Yeah, no, you went fishing and I'm not going to bite. I'm actually very, very stubborn and I can do like a Mexican standoff for days. Yeah, you're real bad at it. Yeah. You'll never be the first one, even when you're wrong, to say, hey, I'm sorry. It'll always be That's me. That's a load of shit. No, no, no. That is a load of shit. When I'm in the oh, wrong. Are you going to tell everyone that you're never wrong? No, no. When I'm in the wrong, I have said sorry first. I can remember on like three occasions. I have said sorry. I have said well. That's the that's the amount of times that I've been wrong. Correct. This is what I'm dealing with, <laughs> uh, Amy's but, podcast community. But the three best- times in six years she's been wrong. <laughs> we fight three times a day. I mean, we bicker. Let's be honest. We bicker a lot. We don't tend to have huge fights. I reckon we only have like a huge fight maybe once or twice a year. And Ryan will always 
hand the olive branch over first, but then I will fold very quickly, which never happens. Correct. Like I'm not a, I'm not a quick folder, but. He and has, it hurts he, my pride to come but, in first, but I just want it resolved, right? Yeah, but I ha- you have a nice way of extending the olive branch and then we discuss it and then we get over things very quickly. So none of our fights ever last for longer than, I'd say, 12 hours. It They're, still burns me that I always have to apologise no, first, even uh, when I know I'm not wrong. I'm sorry. I, but I'll do I, it for the greater good. But three I've apologised three times first. Yeah. You're going to leave that one alone too? Oh, it's just like talking to a brick wall on this one, so I've just given up. Okay. How do you feel about Instagram now versus when you first started? So how did you feel about it when I first was just sharing stuff versus now that I, you know, I'm earning some money from it and it's opened other doors for me and I write for The Latch and this podcast, like – how do I feel about Instagram or what? Like, like Just, I don't really feel anything towards Instagram, but <laughs> I think maybe I'm proud. I'm proud of how you've taken what was a fun hobby yep. and built it into a meaningful platform, small business, etc. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have any feelings towards Instagram. Okay. What is your version of an ideal weekend? <sighs> Um, a balance of time with friends, time with the kids. I like to cook, cook a fair bit. <laughs> nice meal, Not some time, red wine. No, no time with the wife. I was about to say, and then like, you know, time, you know, nice sit down, Just have a nice. send Amy in the bedroom when I'm ready. <laughs> and then nice sit down, have a nice meal with you. So it's mm. a bit of a balance of all three, right? Yep, I agree. That's I left exa- you last, by the way. No. <laughs> Don't think I didn't notice. Correct. Okay, last question because you notice. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about Amy as a mum, as a wife, and as a friend? Come on, finish strong. Oh, you put me under the spot with this one with a finish strong comment. Sorry. Most favorite. Favorite thing, thing about me as a mum? I think it's probably it's combined into all three, um, and I put it down to purely being. Very fun loving. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've actually had to come out of that room because someone's walked in from a meeting and now I'm like walking the halls. <laughs> it's slightly embarrassing. <laughs> um, is it yeah, absolutely fun loving? Like you've got the best spirit and you brighten up the day and find the positive and the negative and all that stuff. And whether that's a parenthood, whether that's from a relationship or just you as a person, mm. um, I think that's your. Best quality, like you've got such a good sense of humour, even though a lot of the time you're taking the piss out of me, I still <laughs> I acknowledge do. that it's I, quite funny. I take the piss out of myself a lot. I'm quite self-deprecating. Correct. But, you know, it's all for a lull. It's laughter is the best form of medicine. So, how did it, like in terms of rating my finish, how did I go? Um, yeah, you know what? It was quite a nice finish. Out, out of 10, I'd give you an 8. And it was like an awkward pause because I was like wandering past people's desks. Yeah, and you've kind of like going. gone into like a weird whisper. It's, yeah, it's I'm cute. literally in the hallway. Okay, well, I'll let you get back to work. Cool. And are you – did you drive to work today? No, I've never got train. Okay. Are you home early? Absolutely not. Friday oh. night drinks. Bullshit. See you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hang you. up to go. you. Okay, love you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, that was the Welsh 
guy, Rian. Hopefully that gave you a little insight into his personality. He is pretty fun-loving. Anyone that can put up with me probably deserves a gold medal. I'm pretty sure my dad said something like that in his wedding speech, or maybe it was my brother's. But he has slotted into my life and vice versa very seamlessly. And, you know, we all love him, my family included. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed getting to know him a little bit better. Getting to know us a little bit better probably gives you a little bit of an insight into our relationship. I think we, you know, we do, we challenge each other a fair bit and we, we banter pretty well and we bicker a lot, but we also have a laugh. Like we laugh a lot and we love each other's company. Like we can, we love going out with friends, but we also love having a date night one-on-one and we just, you know, sit there and chat and talk like lovesick puppies and smooch and, you know, do all that thing that you do on a date night. So anyway, that is Ryan and I's marriage in a nutshell. I hope you enjoyed it all. And please like and subscribe this podcast and do all the loving things that you need to do to help boost my ratings. I don't know. Like and subscribe. Is that right? Yeah. Leave a comment, leave a rating, a review, I think. And I will see you guys next weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye for now. Mwah.